Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast, the only podcast designed to fuse your left and right brain hemispheres and feed it the most entertaining and mentally engaging topics on the planet. As we approach our ascent, please make sure your frontal, temporal and occipital lobes are in their full upright position. As you take your seat of consciousness, relax your senses and allow us to take you on a journey. We are the Intimate Strangers. Thank you for listening. Welcome, Mr. Yates. Uh, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. And, and please, call me Brad. Oh, sure. Yeah, Brad. Um, so your your story is really interesting. Um, you you were an actor, and how did you how did you get into EFT? Yeah, you know, I uh, I had started acting in high school and then majored in drama in college. Left college to tour the world doing children's theater, and you know, then I moved to Hollywood. You know, did a few things. Uh, played a doctor on television and all that and, and then I in, in Los Angeles I met my wife and when our first child was on the way I thought you know maybe I should have a backup career just in case <laughs> <laughs> so I got a family to take care of now so I instead of getting a standard kind of job I trained to be a hypnotherapist and I was a a year-long training became. A, uh, I was on the staff at the Hypnosis Motivation Institute, and really enjoyed that. So over the next couple of years, I started building my practice, and, and at the same time was continuing my acting career, mm-hmm. as, su- such as it was. <laughs> you know, a little, a gig here, a gig there, like like most actors. Right. And uh, when our second child was on the way. I thought, you know what, I'm really enjoying doing the hypnotherapy, I'm really enjoying working with people on personal development, and thought, you know, why why continue to struggle as an actor when I've re- I think I've really found my calling here doing this personal development work. So we left Hollywood, moved up to Northern California, and it was through some other hypnotherapists that I was uh, in a network with that I heard about this tapping process, emotional freedom technique. So I went to a conference in Las Vegas and learned this this strange-looking process of tapping on your face, <laughs> which you know, having having been an actor, this was not the strangest thing I'd ever done. But <laughs> so, I, and little by little, I started introducing tapping into my hypnotherapy work, and just fell in love with the process. So that it got to the point where my practice was mostly eft and i i still do a little bit of uh, hypnosis as part of my work but primarily it's the tapping work that's really really intriguing actually um i i find i mean i went through some of your youtube videos and your website and you're you have a very disarming nature you're very calming and you have this kind of just this this energy about you that it just it it drops your guard and and you're also kind of funny like you have this sort of way of, uh, I think I was was looking at uh, clearing resistance, and there was a skull in the background. There's like a picture of a skull, and so of course I noticed the skull immediately. And and you, I, I'm, did you place it there? Did you um, you have it set up there for that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was all all theatrics. It was all uh, all intended. Uh, you know, that's one of the great things about doing the YouTube videos is that it definitely plays into the actor that's that's still very much a part of who I am. Right. And, you know, some uh, some of the videos are more theatrical than others. <laughs> some of them I'm, I get quite goofy. And some of them, but I, I try to bring at least a little bit of humor into each one. You know, it's the, it's the spoonful of sugar that helps the medicine go down. Right. Because so often when we're doing this work, we're, we're dealing with some heavy stuff. I mean, I have... You know, videos on emotional pain and feelings of abandonment, trauma, grief, and loss. So, you know, who wants to go and sit and and watch a video on grief that's going to be, you know, if you're really down, it's that it's just painful. So I, I try to bring at least a little bit of humor, or at least some lightness to the work, so that it makes it less painful. Yeah, that's that's good, and I can tell. Um, I've I've practiced. I mean, you you talk about on your website. I think it talks about um, your 
your training in other other energy modalities? Like, were you? I mean, which which ones? Because I think I think EFT doesn't it work on meridian endpoints, like where the meridians actually end. Yes, these are the the endpoints of, of several of the meridians that are used in traditional acupuncture, which has been around for thousands of years. And there are some other energy techniques that uh, I've learned about, such as Reiki, uh, Be Set Free Fast, which is very similar. Uh, it, it comes from the same foundations as EFT, uh, Tapas Acupressure Technique. And these are all wonderful techniques. There are, uh, you know, I look at energy healing work or pretty much any healing work as being like music. There are mm -hmm. a lot of different genres. There are a lot of different instruments, and people play instruments differently. You know, there's guitar, but you have Jimmy Page playing the guitar differently than Eric Clapton playing it differently than Bob Dylan. And I would never say, well, there's only one right way. Mm -hmm. So, but it's also not up to Bob Dylan to play the guitar just like Eric Clapton and just like Jimmy Page. And just <laughs> so we find, you know, each of us finds the instrument and the particular genre that is right for us. But I would never, you know, play rock and roll and say, oh, rock and roll is the only way to go. You can't listen to jazz and classical. Uh, what's that? Mm -hmm. You know, so it's people will find different things. So I've tried different techniques and I have found a lot of value in different techniques. Uh, the tapping work just seems to be the one that fits my particular way of working. So that's uh, that's why I use it as my primary tool. Yeah, there's something that you you also talk about, the piano principle that your analogy which I really liked um, can you explain that further yeah so I, I imagined you know if you walked into someone's house you've been invited over to someone's house and they have a beautiful house and you walk in and right there in the living room is this beautiful grand piano mm -hmm. and you're just thinking wow what a magnificent instrument and you say to the owner could you play me something and they say oh I don't know how to play it and I can play maybe I can play chopsticks, but that's it. Right. And and there's this sense of, wow, what a, you know, it's almost too bad that there's this beautiful instrument not being played. And I kind of look at us the same way. We we have so much potential. There is so much that we're capable of, and so many of us are are just playing chopsticks. <laughs> and it's you know really really falling short. And it's not. You know, I don't want to say it's a shame because I don't. I don't want this to ever be about a shame thing. It's not. I don't want anyone to be ashamed of what they're doing or not doing, because that doesn't. Uh, that doesn't benefit anyone. Your your shame and guilt doesn't serve anyone. It's just a matter of looking at it and going, yeah, you know, okay, here I am playing chopsticks, but wow, you know, what if I could play something by Beethoven or Tchaikovsky or Mozart? You know, wouldn't it be great if I made more of made more use of this this incredible resource that I have. Right, right. And I think I think a big part of EFT seems to be that you're taking responsibility for your emotions and the way you feel. And you're you're owning, you know, the what's happening to you. And in that you're you're taking control. Is that right? Very much so. Great way of putting it, Xavier. The um, because so often we <laughs> We kind of live like victims and, you know, oh, something bad has happened and I'm feeling really bad and I can't get out of it. I can't help but be sad or I can't help but be angry. You know, have you seen what's going on out there? You know, it's like the bumper stickers that say, if you're not out, if you're not outraged, you're not paying attention. And I just want to rip those bumper stickers off. It's like, we don't need more people outraged, you know? Right. Look at the, the shootings going on, the violence going on. We don't need more outraged people. What we need are, are people looking at things and going, hmm, I think I can figure out something that can help this. You know, outrage, it, anger is there to, to motivate us into action. But it, it, to just sit there and be angry without doing anything is, is of no value. So most of us, we go through and we're, we're trained to to be guided by our emotions. We just let our emotions rule us. And so that's why this technique is called emotional freedom technique, is it gives us the freedom to shift our emotions, to choose our emotions. So we can say, okay, something has happened. I'm having this response. I'm, I'm feeling angry or I'm feeling sad. I can process that. The, I never like to use the expression negative emotions. 
because no no emotion is negative. Every emotion is there for a reason. Right. But we want to process them as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. You know, so if we look at if we look at anger as like a smoke detector. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't when the smoke detector goes off, we don't go, "Oh, darn it, that stupid thing. I shouldn't never put it in there." Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's there for a purpose. It's there to alert us that something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's going and putting out a fire or changing the batteries, mm-hmm. but something needs to be done. But so often with emotions, we it, it's like sitting there, the fire alarm goes off, and we just sit there, and we try to cover our ears, and we complain about the noise, and we just deal with it. And and it just it, it really spoils our day. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're not finding out if there's a fire we need to put out. So with the tapping, it gives us the, the ability to process the emotion and say, okay, rather than just responding in this very uncomfortable way, mm-hmm. I want to look and see what is it that I can do. And chief among the, emo- the uncomfortable emotions and perhaps underlying all of the uncomfortable emotions is fear. And fear is really where we get stuck. When we're angry, it's probably because there's something that we're afraid of. When we're sad, it's, there's a fear, maybe a fear of loss, something going on there. So, And these fears control us. You know, the mm-hmm. choices that we make, we make our choices from an emotional place. And when we're not taking charge of our emotions, we don't take responsibility for them, as you were saying, then it makes it very difficult to make the choices that, that help us create the life we want. You know, we're making choices constantly. And unfortunately, most of the choices we make are unconscious based on emotions and, and more often than not based on fear. So we find ourselves not doing what would bring about our goals. Uh, we find ourselves doing things that are harmful to our body, and uh, and then we beat ourselves up afterwards. So so when I'm when I feel a state of anger and I start you know tapping my wrist or you know my hand and then I I'm moving to these different points. What what's happening physiologically? What's what's occurring? So based on the on the principles of acupuncture, which you know, for thousands of years, they've said there's this flow of energy through the body along these pathways called meridians. Mm-hmm. And when this energy is flowing naturally, we experience a natural state of health and well-being, physically and emotionally. And when this energy is disrupted or blocked in some way, then we don't feel so good. So in traditional acupuncture, they would stick needles in these key points, uh, the end points. And actually, there are a lot of different points that they would... Uh, put needles in along the meridians to stimulate a healthy flow of energy. We're doing the same thing with the tapping. We're getting the energy flowing again. Now that's the the traditional viewpoint of what we're doing with the tapping. We also have modern research showing that when we're doing the tapping, we're dramatically lowering cortisol levels. Mm-hmm. So the stress hormone, yeah, yeah, exactly. So you know, most of what we experience as as discomfort in the body, we often call stress. So as we're doing the tapping, we're dramatically lowering the stress. Now what happens is, uh, you know, there's, we have what's called the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm-hmm. So the sympathetic nervous system is when, when we respond to a situation that we find a threat, we go into fight or flight. That's the, the oldest, older part of our brain that responds and we go into fight or flight and we start pumping cortisol and adrenaline and we start preparing ourselves for battle and we're looking at, okay, do I have to run or do I tense up and I try to be as strong as possible and fight whatever the threat is? Right. Now, this part of the brain was developed, you know, some 10 to 100,000 years ago when there were life-threatening situations going on more often, you know. Right neighboring tribe coming with spears or a saber-toothed tiger. Now, it might be that someone, you know, someone on the street who looks different than us says, what are you looking at? And our brain responds exactly as it would if we had seen a saber-toothed tiger. It goes into <laughs> yeah. that same fight or flight and we're still pumping cortisol and and it it's just not a real good place for our body. So we have what's then called the parasympathetic nervous system where the brain starts to, we start to control, uh, we lower the levels of the cortisol, we start to go back into more creative thinking, the, the thinking goes back from the midbrain back into the forebrain, 
the prefrontal cortex where we have more creative, more um, more creative thinking, more critical thinking, more common sense. So that's what we're doing with the tapping is we're moving from that fight or flight back into a more a more analytical, more creative way of looking at things and saying, okay, that's not a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really in real danger right here. Right. And so we're able to calm down and make healthier choices. Yeah, that's that's amazing. It I've I tried it and I actually had my mom do it and she was pretty excited about it, especially the one with uh, concerning money and things mm-hmm. that you did and just letting go of this sort of attachment that we have towards the negative side of having money and all the negative views that we have on having money and I remember doing it I remember following it and uh, I did it for a few mornings and I I could see more clearly and like after I was done I could like my vision was more clear and I really felt a change in my body um I didn't stick with it though (laughs) so uh, yeah we we tend to drift back into our habits so and and yeah that's that's great what you're talking about is by doing it regularly and this this is why I recommend tapping on a daily basis because to me it's like energy hygiene you know we have physical hygiene we we take showers on a daily basis hopefully and we brush we brush and floss our teeth on a daily basis hopefully we don't wait until the people around us are holding their nose and backing away from us and then say, okay, maybe now it's time to take a shower. Maybe now it's time to brush my teeth. <laughs> right, right. You know, we don't, we don't wait until it's uh, – but, but this is what we do with stress. So stress builds up. So as you said, by, by tapping on a regular basis, you found yourself seeing more clearly because all of the – that little bit of stress that we carry so often and just don't even pay attention to – it really, you know, it clouds our, our thinking. It holds us back in a lot of ways. It causes us a lot of problems. But we just, you know, we're so pro- programmed to just think, well, that's just the way life is. Stress is just part of life, and that's I'm just going to have that. And it builds up, it builds up, until someone says something to us and we blow up at them all out of proportion. And they're looking at us and thinking, whoa, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. Well, it came from what you said, and it came from what happened to me this morning, and what my boss said to me yesterday afternoon, and the traffic jam that I was in two days ago, and, you know, and all of these things have built up, and now it's coming out. So mm-hmm. with the tapping, it's that's you know it's like taking an energy shower and uh, clear cleaning off the dirt that that's before it builds up. It's really, really intriguing. Um, so what do you think has been your most, you know, severe case that you've seen, like, in your in your experience doing this, like, that, that you've worked on, helped a person move past? Oh, you know, it's, it's hard to say severity. I mean, it's, you know, there have been a lot of, there have been childhood traumas, um, childhood molestation, Things right. where, where I've worked with folks, and you know, in a relatively short time, you know, maybe an hour, maybe maybe some, sometimes it can happen in like five minutes mm-hmm. of the tapping, depending on the person. You know, it's it, because of the way our our brains are wired and all the different incidents that we've gone through. Some issues may take longer to clear up, but I, I worked with a woman once who had been molested. She had a very clear image of something that had happened, oh, 30-some-odd years earlier. Mm-hmm. And just and, and almost on a daily basis, at some point during the day, it, she would think about it, and it would cause a physical upset. Right. And in a matter of, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes of tapping, she said, wow, it's, it's like watching a movie. It's like it some, happened to someone else. And she could talk about it without any uh, emotional response. Mm-hmm. So those are things that are really exciting when you see where someone's been imprisoned by a, a thought, a memory, for for decades, and mm-hmm. it's no longer there. Uh, you know, working with people, um, you know, a woman who had been through a divorce uh, years and years and years earlier, a couple of decades actually, and still was painful, and then was actually able to laugh about it. 
hmm. know, recognizing, wow, you know, it's a, it's a good thing that I'm not with that guy anymore. <laughs> so, so this goes back to just us kind of storing this like in our bodies, in our like cellular memory, and and holding these traumas and these, these pains that we have energetically, and then pressing or tapping on these meridians and releasing them. And that's that's what the fundamental thing that's happening here, right? Yeah, yeah. As we're as we're tuned in to the stress response, and we do the tapping, and we can clear the stress response uh, in um, in coordination with thinking about that. We we can break that cycle so that we're not continually go, continually going into that triggered state. So, and here's the thing: the, we hang. You know, a lot of people say, "Wow, just get over that." <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. why aren't you over that by now? It was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, because, we, you know, it's so easy to say. We do what we do because we believe it's how we're supposed to do it to take care of ourselves. Self-sabotage is misguided self-love. It's us mm-hmm. trying to take care of ourselves. The, the person who keeps upset, you know, thinking about a traumatic event from their childhood and it causes them pain on a daily basis they're not doing this to themselves because, wow, I'm just a masochist and I really feel like being in emotional pain every day. Seems like a good thing to do. What fun. No, <laughs> it's because something inside said, at that age, I can never let this happen again. Right. And I need to make sure that I never forget that this happened because no one's going to be able to do that to me again. I'm going to be hyper alert. I'm going to be hyper aware. You know, it's like, uh, you know, service soldiers coming back from war. There's that hyper alertness that uh, because you're looking for these threats and you and you want there's that part of the brain that says I have to remember this it's a matter of survival that I remember this and as painful as it is to relieve to relieve uh, to re pardon me it's not painful to relieve it <laughs> it's good that's what we want to do but it is painful to relive it as painful as it is to relive it part of the brain says yes but it would be even more painful. To forget about it and risk having it happen again. Right. So, so when so when we're doing the tapping, we're breaking that up and, and allowing ourselves to look at it from our older, wiser, more mature mind and say, you know what? I don't have to hold on to the pain in order to make good choices. You know, if I if I cut my finger on something, I don't need to make sure that the wound never heals so that I never make that mistake again. Right. Right. I mean, it's it's so easy to really focus on, uh, or I think a person remembers their negative experiences much more than they would their positive experiences in whatever whatever avenue of experience it may be. Like if you're playing poker, um, you know, when you're when you're winning, you're not really you're you're riding that rush of winning, but it's that loss, like losing. That's what really gets you. That's what stays with you. Right, so because something um, says. It's it's a matter of survival to remember this. Remember this moment, you know. And any emotional, we learn best with emotions. So, and we, with the really positive things, we remember those too. Mm-hmm. But it's those things, when, those times when we're really in a place of danger, that the mind says, "Okay, let's really etch this in stone. It is important. It is of great importance that we remember this to protect ourselves." Hmm. So it's as if we, like, I, I think that we have this sort of box of, of learning that we're kind of stuck in, and we repeat these kind of actions, which end up not working. And so when you use this technique, which is sort of out of the box, um, it, I think at first it, it's, it's very gainful, and, but there does seem to be a, a very deep psychology aspect behind it uh i mean just working i can't imagine what working with a client would would feel like i mean you really have to be there with that person and really guide them right right yeah they're definitely i mean just even from the physical standpoint even just tapping without saying anything can can have a lot of great benefit because Mm -hmm. we're clearing that stress response Mm -hmm. now you can add into it different kinds of psychology you know hypnotic languaging, uh, NLP, cognitive behavioral therapy. There's There are a lot of different tools that you can then use with the tapping. And that's why there are so many therapists 
who have added tapping into their work because they find, wow, you know, even though I've been doing CBT with my client and it's been beneficial with the tapping, adding in this physical aspect, they're able to make these the, this growth so much more quickly. Hmm. Yeah, it's intriguing. Um, I really feel like this stuff can help people, which is why we have you here today. Um, is there is there something else that you would like to discuss uh, along these lines? I mean, is there something that you'd like to share, a technique or anything like that? Well, would you like to do some tapping? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's do it, darn it. <laughs> Let's give the... Uh, Give your listeners a, a taste of this. Sure. So, what I'm going to do first is I'm going to I'm going to teach everyone the very basic form of emotional freedom technique, the well, the, the very basics of it, so that this is the the very simple tool that you can use when you're in a place of stress. Okay. So, go ahead and we're going to be tapping with our fingertips. Okay. And you know. People have been hearing the word tapping and going, what is that? So now as I actually describe the technique, and if you haven't seen the videos, your first reaction might be, I'm sorry, what? You want me to tap on my face? <laughs> it's, it's like I, I could say to people, hey, I want to teach you a very simple tool that can dramatically lower stress. It can help improve your health, your finances, your career, your relationships. Would you be interested? And they'd say, oh, sounds great, yeah. Okay, so take your fingertips and tap on your face. Oh, you know, you know, actually, my life's good. I'm, I'm good. Thanks. Never mind. <laughs> so, uh, so if you're willing <laughs> to to move beyond that, because the benefits are really worth the uh, worthwhile. We're gonna do this. We take take our fingertips. Uh, so go ahead. Just for, you you can use either hand and tap on either side of the body. Okay. For the sake of demonstration, I'm gonna say go ahead and use your right hand. Right hand. Right. And with the uh, fingertips of your index and middle finger, uh-huh. and you can do this with two or three fingers, uh, four fingers if you like, but generally we just do it with two fingers. Okay. As you'll find, I'm not really big on rules. It's not like, it must be these two fingers. It must be this many taps. It must be. <laughs> you know, it's, a very, it's a very gentle and forgiving process. Okay. So with the, with the two fingertips of uh, your right hand, tapping on the side of the left hand. Okay. So we often call this the karate chop point. So if you right. were to imagine, you know, trying to break some boards with a karate chop, you would use that edge of your hand between your pinky and your wrist. Mm-hmm. So right there in the middle of that, tapping with your fingertips, and it's just a light tap. Okay. Just a tap, 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 tap motion. Tapping. And yeah. Generally, we'll tap five to ten times, depending on as we go through and we're tapping different phrases. You know, if a phrase is longer, then we might end up tapping 20, 25 times. Don't worry about that. It's not a matter of it must be between five and ten times. Mm-hmm. It's just just a general number. So you can tap there and then move on to a different point. And there are times when you'll find that you're tapping a particular point and it just feels right to stay there. Right. And that's okay, too. There have been a lot of times where I'll be tapping and I just feel like staying tapping on one point. So, you know, as you go through this, as you get comfortable with it, you'll find what, what works best for you. Okay. But, but so, so the, with a very basic EFT, you would be tapping on the side of the hand, and you decide what issue that you wanted to clear. So let's say, uh, let's say I'm really angry at Bob. You okay. know, my friend Bob has really pissed me off today. He did something, and so I would say, okay, I'm angry at Bob, and I would rate that on a scale of 0 to 10. 10 being I'm ready to rip his head off, Zero, I'm not angry at Bob at all. (laughs) So let's say, uh, you know, it's a good seven or eight right now. And then I'd wonder, where where do I feel that? Ah, it's in my my arms. I just feel this heaviness in my arms or this energy in my arms. Mm -hmm. You know, it it may be a knot in the stomach, a tightness in the throat. So Mm -hmm. because we don't, you know, emotions are, we call them feelings because we feel them. (laughs) We don't. We don't think our feelings. We don't sit there very calm and relaxed and say, gosh, you know, I'm really, really angry right now. <laughs> it's, it's something we feel in our bodies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we can if we can get in touch with, all right, I feel it mostly in my arms or in my chest, wherever, and I can rate it on a scale of 0 to 10, then, uh, then we, think we know what we're working with. So then I would say, okay, tapping on the side of the hand, I would say, 
even though I have this anger at Bob, I choose to love and accept myself. And I would and I would repeat that three times. Mm-hmm. Even though I have this anger at Bob, I choose to love and accept myself. Then I would tap uh, each of these points. The, the first point is the eyebrow point. Okay. So right at the beginning of the eyebrow, just to, you know, sort of in the middle of the face, just above the nose. Okay. And we're going to tap there and say, this anger at Bob. Anger at Bob. <laughs> and then we'll move to the side of the eye. So following the eyebrow out to the outside corner of the eye socket. Your temple? Tapping right there. Yeah. Yeah, right near the temple, right in front of the temple. Okay. Uh, and say, this anger at Bob. This anger at Bob. And then again, sort of following the edge of the eye socket to right under the middle of the eye. So tapping right below the eye, above the cheek. This anger at Bob. This anger at Bob. Then right under the nose, just above the upper lip. This anger at Bob. This anger at Bob. It's, it's interesting how much it my voice changes as I move through. <laughs> I can feel it physiologically kind of affecting me. So yeah. I'm, still, I'm still tapping above my lip below my nose so the next point we're going to tap is just below the lower lip just above the chin okay this anger at bob this anger at bob next point is the collarbone point if you feel where your collarbones just about come together there's a little u-shape at the base of your throat if you make a fist and tap right over that place so you're basically tapping the the ends of both collarbones Right, just covering that whole area where the collarbones just about come together. Right. This anger at Bob. This anger at Bob. Next point we're going to tap is four inches below the armpit. That's right about bra strap level, and I'm sure even guys can figure out what that is. <laughs> and say, this anger at Bob. This anger at Bob. And the last point we're going to tap is the top of the head. So if you just using all of your fingers, just tap around in a circle around the crown of your head. Okay. This anger at Bob. It's really interesting. Huh. And then take a deep breath. You know, I don't even know anyone named Bob, but I have no anger towards them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. yeah well, it's really, and, if there really was, and if there was someone that you were angry at, right. chances are you're feeling less angry at them, too, because we're clearing the stress out. That's the great thing about... There's a, there's a thing we call borrowing benefits in tapping. And what it is is that we can be tapping along with someone else, and even though the words that we're using has no relation to us, and it's like, gee, I don't even know anyone named Bob, much less I'm angry at him. Mm-hmm. But even though I'm tapping on this anger at Bob, I'm still clearing stress out of my system, mm-hmm. and I'm still going to be more relaxed. So hopefully, you know, anyone listening who had done the tapping is feeling more relaxed. And you may be more aware of other things that came up. Right. So, you know, we'll 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 go into a little bit more advanced version where, like, what I do in the in my videos, where I get a little more free form with the language. And, but even just this basic tool, just what we've gone through, if you use this, you know, use it on a daily basis. Use it first thing in the morning, and you'll find. Well, Xavier, if, but like what you said about feeling more clarity mm-hmm. there's uh you know thinking more clearly there's there are all these benefits to just clearing that stress out of our body even if we just did it for a couple of minutes a day you know and there are different different things you can do you can tap while you say prayers you can tap while humming a song you know there are different things you can do so you don't need to worry about the wording but what i've just shown you is the the most basic version of how to word it. if you have an issue you just say the issue on each of the points and a lot of people will say, but wait a minute, I'm only supposed to think about the positive. Mm-hmm. How It's bad to just keep saying, to keep focusing on the negative and saying, I'm angry, I'm angry, because that's just going to make me more angry, right? Mm-hmm. Well, if you were just focusing on the anger without tapping, then yes. But you can't get rid of a problem by pretending it's not there. If you break your leg and you go to the doctor, you don't want to say to the doctor, Let's talk about my arm. You know, my arm feels really good. I just want to talk about my arm. <laughs> you know, yeah. because you're not going to get your leg fixed that way. <laughs> right. So, you know, so you don't just sit there and go, oh, my leg. 
please feel sorry for me. Let's let's complain about my leg and how broken it is. No, you focus on it, you fix it, and and then your leg gets better, and then you don't have to think about it anymore. But if we if we try to pretend that it's not there, you know, if I try to pretend that I'm not angry at Bob, that anger is just going to fester, and it's going to be under there, and it's going to cause me harm in, in in a number of different ways. So that's why we want to address it, and we're dealing it. We're fixing the issue. We're you know we're it's like if your dog poops on your carpet, you, you want to clean it up. You don't pretend it's not there. That's a bad idea. <laughs> you, uh, you focus on it, you clean it up, and then you can move on. And you have the freedom to move on without having to constantly be thinking, don't think about my anger at Bob. Don't think about my anger at Bob. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, mean, I, was, I was under the impression that it was an affirmation, like something positive as well. So that's, that's insightful to me. Like I, I didn't know that you could just state the problem and, and begin tapping. So that, that's interesting. Um, I thought it had to be a positive affirmation. Yeah. No, the, the basics, uh, the, you know, when the tapping was discovered, it was with the idea of you focus on the negative and you say the negative over, over, or even moving away from the word negative, but at least on what's d- uncomfortable. You focus on what's uncomfortable. So there's a, you know, a lot of people have different opinions about tapping on positive things. There are a lot of times where I'll, where I'll just tap on the positive. Now, here's the thing with, with affirmations. You know, there's a lot of people talking about, oh, you know, say affirmations. So if you're very overweight, what you need to do is keep saying, I'm thin, I'm thin. Well, here's the problem. You know, we, most of our mental power is unconscious. You know, it's like 90% is unconscious, 10% is conscious. Mm-hmm. So while I, while 10% of me is saying, I'm thin, I'm thin, 90% is going, who are you kidding, you cow? You are so fat. You, you know, and it's, and so all of this negative, all this painful thinking is going on. And if that's 90% versus the 10% of I'm thin, what are we really keeping in our energy system? Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, hopefully we can over time wear it down. But here's the thing is if we do the tapping at the same time, because all of that stuff, you're a cow, you're fat, these, these, painful things, whatever it might be that we say about ourselves. And again, we don't we do not do this because we're bad or stupid. Everything we do is designed to protect us. Mm-hmm. The reason that we call ourselves terrible names is not because we're bad or stupid. It's because we're, part of us says this is how we protect ourselves. If, because maybe we believe, well, if, I don't, if I'm not critical of myself, then I'll just be okay with it and I'll stay overweight. Now the thing is, okay, so how effective is the other way of working? You know, have you have has beating up on yourself and calling yourself fat really been effective in finding a, a healthy, happy way of having a healthier body? Mm-hmm. For most people, not even remotely. You know, they they keep the weight on, but they tell themselves, yes, but at least I'm aware of the problem, and I'm and I'm chastising myself for the problem. So isn't that half the battle? Hmm. No, because if we're going to treat ourselves with such contempt, why on earth would we take better care of ourselves? And in fact, the, when we feel really bad, very often we comfort ourselves with food. It's like, wow, I've really been beating up on myself. I feel terrible now. I think I'll go have some ice cream to feel better. So, which again, we don't have ice cream because we're bad or stupid. It's not, and it's not because you're weak. It's not if you, when you turn to your drug of choice, it's not because you're weak. It's because you have been programmed that that's how you take care of yourself. That's how you numb the pain. That's how you feel better. We want to use things like tapping to find a healthier way to feel better, to clear the pain out, not just numb it, but but clear it out, recognize that we don't need to hang on to it. Hmm. And uh, so we clear that out. So so that's the thing is, so when we're, when we're doing the affirmations, I'm thin, I'm thin, mm-hmm. the, the negative response, the uncomfortable response comes up of I'm fat, and we feel that in our energy system. Mm-hmm. So the affirmation is also bringing up the uncomfortable feeling. So as we're tapping, we're clearing that out. Mm-hmm. And while we're, not, we're obviously not going to go into a place of make-believe and go, wow, I really am thin, even when we're you know 80 pounds overweight. But there will be a part of us that says, yeah, but you know what? It's possible for me to be slimmer. It doesn't feel bad. Because, again, 
we're taking care of ourselves. When we're overweight, it's because we have programming saying that we are safer when we're overweight. And there's a lot so, of times where I will feel anxiety uh, when, yeah. like before we did the show, I, I was feeling anxiety. So I, I began tapping. I mean, is there is there a good way to, I mean, when you start to feel that anxiety or in your general life, like, do you just begin tapping? I mean, you just start tapping? Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's what I do. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, even if I'm not sure what the words are, there, there may be times that I'll just be tapping without saying any words because my thoughts, I, I'm already tuned into the issue. Right. So that's why the, the, the reason we bring up the wording is to tune into the issue so that it's right there. You know, if, if we spill something on our floor and, you know, let's say that we spill some dirt on the carpet and we get out the vacuum cleaner. Now, to be vacuuming, you know, we're always going to be cleaning up there's always going to be, you know, levels of dirt that we can't really see. So no matter where we're vacuuming, we're probably cleaning up. But the best thing to do is to really go over to where the dirt was spilled. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the, any tapping that we do is going to be benefiting us. And But to get the most effectiveness out of it, we really want to be vacuuming right where the issue is. So that's what the wording is designed to do, is to get us tuned in and really focused on where the cleaning needs to occur. So... That's where why we use the quote unquote negative wording. Mm-hmm. However, that's why we, but we can do positive wording because when we are saying our affirmations, if if we have a lot of resistance to that affirmation, then we will likewise be bringing ourselves to where the dirt is, and so by the tapping, we are going to be cleaning that stuff out. I know that you did a book. Um you you did a children's book, The Wizard's Wish, and would you like to talk about that at all? Oh, sure. Twist my arm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love talking about The Wizard's Wish. You know, I've worked with so many adults at so many ages, but the issues that are troubling them today so often come from events that happened in their childhood. Childhood, yeah. You know, so... It could be, you know, it's like I was working with a gentleman in his 70s, and as we're tapping along on different things, suddenly he remembered this event. He, he, he took it all the way back and said, wow, this really started when I was in second grade and I was on the playground, and I still remember the, the outfit the kid was wearing who I beat him up or something like that. And, you know, in that moment, he made a decision about himself, uh, a weak decision uh, about what was wrong with him or why he couldn't have what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And he, from that moment on, was creating a life based on this belief, which was a, a misunderstanding of what had happened. So, I, you know, looking at that and thinking, wow, what if he had been able to tap that day? What would his life be like today if he hadn't made that decision on that day? Mm. So I wanted to find a fun way to introduce tapping to kids. And kids just in general have fun with it anyway. They're not quite as uptight as adults are. They, right. You say tap on your face and they're like, okay, fun. <laughs> so but I want to do it in, in a storybook way, something you know, like a bedtime story that parents could read to their kids. And so I came up with this idea of, about a wizard who helps these villagers get these, these creatures called yuckies out. These little hmm. creatures that get into the body and uh, make people feel yucky. <laughs> and so he learns that he's tapping on these different points with his wand. He's trying to, but he can't tap on everybody. So he wants to teach them how to do it. And they don't know how, but they all say, well, we don't have wands. And just absentmindedly thinking about this, he starts tapping his forehead with his uh, finger and finds that he starts to feel better. And he realizes, wait, you can use your fingers as wands. So I uh, just try to have a, a, a playful way of introducing it to kids. And I'm really pleased with the reception that I've, I've gotten. It's, uh, I've had people in over 20 different countries say, can I please uh, translate it? So I've had people volunteer to translate it into 20, uh, 21 different languages. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and people can find that book through your website, uh, Brad Yates, Y-A-T-E-S dot net and um, I, have an, I have an even easier website now. It's 
tapwithbrad.com. Okay, okay, that Just works. To, <laughs> is there a, no one ever no one ever remembers .net. <laughs> okay. So, so tapwithbrad.com. Tap so you know when you're when you're feeling when you're feeling down when you want to do better, just tap with Brad. Tap with Brad. <laughs> That's a lot easier, yeah. Well, and, it, and it and it came from so many people telling me that you know, hey, because I have all these videos on YouTube. I have what 450 videos on YouTube now, and it's very gratifying to know that people say. I tell people all the time, oh, tap with Brad. You've got to tap with Brad. I have uh, therapists and even other EFT practitioners who say, oh, yeah, I, ha- I tell my clients in between sessions, tap with Brad. So I thought, huh, maybe I should just have my website be called tapwithbrad.com. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Uh, that's I, really- I even have a mobile app now called Tap with Brad. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's really cool. Um, so you've got the mobile app. Do you have any seminars or anything like that coming up? I, you know, I, I'm trying to do more seminars. I just got back from doing some workshops in uh, Oregon, San Diego, and Australia. I was just down in Australia a little over a month ago. And uh, I was in Ireland and England a few months back. I'm going to be in Vancouver in November of this year. And looking at doing some others. I don't have anything scheduled yet, but I'm uh, looking at the map, throwing darts with a blindfold to figure out... Uh, Okay, where where should I go next? So yeah, I definitely want to do more uh, more live workshops because it's it, it's so. While I love doing the videos, it's great to be interacting with people and doing it live. So uh, so let me why don't why don't we do a, a demonstration of for, for folks who haven't seen any of my videos of more of the the way the way that I do dabbing with okay. the, the freeform um, wording. Okay. So, uh, so what I'd like folks to do is go ahead and close your eyes, take a deep breath in and hold it, and let it go. And think about what you would like your life to be like. You know, talk about the human experience. What would you like to experience? Think about something you would like to experience in your life. It, could be better physical health. It could be a particular goal. It could be a financial goal. It could be buying a house or a car. It could be a relationship. And I want you to play with this concept that the extent to which we're not experiencing what we say we want is the extent to which we're resisting it on some level. Not because we're bad or stupid, but because something inside us says it's not safe. You know, like you were talking earlier about the money. We have all these negative ideas about money. Money is the root of all evil and all this, these misunderstandings because that's not true. These are misunderstandings that we've taken on and at an unconscious level we have decided that it's wrong to have money. It's not safe to have a relationship. It's not safe to be in better health. So while we consciously say, oh, I absolutely want all these things, at an unconscious level, we're keeping it at a distance because it doesn't feel safe. So allow yourself to be aware of where you might feel that resistance. Notice if you have any physical sensations when you think about this thing that you want. Notice if there's a tightness in your stomach or a stiffness in your neck or whatever it might be. Just And don't judge this. Again, don't judge yourself because, again... It, this resistance is just because you have programming. You've gotten lessons saying it's not safe. You're doing the best you can. Human beings do the best they can in every moment, given their programming. We would do better if we could, but because of what we're afraid of, what we feel is threatening based on what we've learned in the past or mislearned in the past, we we hold ourselves back. So allow yourself to be aware of where you might feel that resistance. Notice what emotions come up. Notice what memories might come up. You know, if you're thinking, oh, I want a lot more money, and suddenly you think, wow, I remember that my parents always said that rich people were greedy and bad. And I don't want to be a bad, greedy person, so maybe that's why I haven't allowed myself to have more money. So just noticing where you feel that. Maybe rate that resistance on a scale of zero to 10. Take a deep breath and open your eyes. 
Now, here's the thing. I, you know, we went through the, the short tapping sequence before, but as we go through this, different emotions can come up. Mm-hmm. You know, we're dealing with emotions, and we may, quote unquote, tap into some heavy emotions. So while the tapping is designed to relieve stress, as we start doing this, we may uncover stuff that we've kind of buried, right? You know, Forgotten like lot, about, right? Yeah, a lot of us. We, you know, when we go to clean our room, we uh, we sweep the dirt under the carpet. You know, a lot of us are suffering from lumpy carpets uh, syndrome. So, uh, you know, so we let's say we've been doing that for a while, and we go, we have company coming over, and we say, "Well, I'm going to clean my room." And on a scale of zero to ten, I'd say that my room is, you know, it's about a seven or an eight. It's fairly clean. And then we go, and while we're cleaning, we lift the, the rug. <laughs> wow, look at all that dirt we've swept <laughs> under there for the last several Solid months. Solid ten. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly our room is not so clean, and, and it, it looks a lot messier than it did before. So that's how it is with this is, you know, you may be saying, you know what, I feel pretty good right now. I'm, I'm feeling, you know, on a scale of zero to ten, uh, you know, with negative emotion, with uncomfortable emotion, uh, you know, it's only about a two or a three. But as we do the tapping, suddenly we're looking, we're lifting the, the rug, and it might go up to a five or a six. Now, as we continue tapping, we're really going to clean it out. So we're going to be cleaning out under the rug so that when you lay the rug down flat again and you look at your room, it really is clean. It, does, it doesn't just have the appearance of being clean. It is genuinely clean, and, and that stuff we've cleared. However, if you know that uh, you're sitting on some heavy emotions, you know, maybe you've got some barrels of toxic waste under that rug you know maybe you've, you're going through a, a very traumatic time right now uh, there's a, a big loss in your family or you're going through a breakup or something like that and you know that you're you know doing what it, what you can to keep it together right now I'm going to recommend you not tap at this moment uh, unless you've got someone there for emotional support and the best thing to do is to find a practitioner and work with them one-on-one, somebody who can really be there for you and hear what you have to say and can work with you directly on what's going on for you and, and really tailor the tapping to what your needs are. Uh, I'm not aware of any time that that has happened in any of the many interviews I've done, but uh, but that's the thing. If, if, you, if you feel that you have some, uh, some emotional stuff that might come up, like that, then uh, you might want to choose not to. So here's the deal. If you choose to tap with us right now, you must take full responsibility for your own well-being, you know, which is something that I recommend in life anyway. <laughs> it's like what you were saying earlier, Xavier, about uh, taking responsibility for your feelings. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the key to success is when we take responsibility for our lives rather than you know, leaving it up to someone outside of us. Yeah, definitely. You know? When this person says feel bad, I have to feel bad. When they say you can have success, then I get to have success. But it's up to someone else. They're at fault. Now, when when we take control of our lives, when we take responsibility for our lives, that's when we can really create the life we want. So in this moment, if you choose to tap, uh, take take that responsibility. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to say the points to tap, and then I'll say a certain phrase. And then, Xavier, if you'll be my echo voice and repeat sure. back what I'd say. Mm-hmm. And then everyone listening, those of you who uh, feel up to tapping right now, you'll just uh, tap where I say to tap and repeat back what I say along with Xavier. So, uh, again, real, real quick, closing your eyes, take a deep breath. Just, again, think of that thing that you want and allow yourself to be aware of where that resistance was. Scale of zero, zero to ten, how intense that resistance was and where in your body you feel it. Open your eyes, tapping on the side of the hand. Even though I sometimes resist a better experience. Even though I sometimes resist a better experience. I choose to love and accept myself anyway. I choose to love and accept myself anyway. Even though I sometimes resist a better experience. Even though I sometimes resist a better experience choose to love and honor myself anyway I choose to love and honor myself anyway even though I sometimes resist a better experience even though I sometimes resist a better experience 
There are things I block from my life. There are things I block from my life. Things that I say that I want. Things that I say that I want. Sometimes I say I want more money. Sometimes I say I want more money. So why don't I get more money? So why don't I get more money? There are probably lots of ways I could get more money. <laughs> there are probably lots of ways I could get more money. But I'm not doing those things. But I'm not doing those things. There are a lot of what thing there are a lot of things I'm resisting in my life. There are a lot of things I'm resisting in my life. And even though I resist a better experience. And even though I resist a better experience. I choose to deeply and completely. I choose to deeply and completely love, honor, and accept myself. Love, honor, and accept myself. And anyone else. And anyone else. Who might be contributing to this resistance? Who might be contributing to this resistance? Eyebrow point. All this resistance to a better experience. All this resistance to a better experience. Side of the eye. All the ways I block good. All the ways that I block good. Under the eye. There are so many good things that could come into my life. There are so many good things that could come into my life. Under the nose. So many good things I want to come into my life. So many good things that I want to come into my life. Under the mouth. But they're not showing up. But they're not showing up. At least not at the rate I'd like. At least not at the rate I'd like. I'd love to blame someone else. I'd love to blame someone else. Top of the head. I probably often do. I probably often do. Eyebrow point. And I choose to quit that. I choose to quit that. Side of the eye. Maybe it's possible. Maybe it's possible. Out of the eye. That the good isn't showing up the way I want it to. That the good isn't showing up the way I want it to. Out of the nose, because I'm resisting it. Because I'm resisting it. Out of the mouth, because I'm pushing it away. Because I'm pushing it away. Collarbone. How stupid of me. How stupid of me. Out of the arm. That's what I often say. That's what I often say. Top of the head. When I make a mistake. When I make a mistake. Eyebrow point. Or I make a bad choice. Or I make a bad choice. I beat up on myself. I beat up on myself. Out of the eye. It's so brilliant of me. It's so brilliant of me. Out of the nose, because everything I do... Because everything I do... Out of the mouth is designed to protect me. Is designed to protect me. Collarbone, to keep me in my comfort zone. To keep me in my comfort zone. Out of the arm, where I feel safe. Where I feel safe. Top of the head. I might say I want more money. I might say I want more money. Eyebrow point. But the amount of money I feel safe with... But the amount of money I feel safe with... Side eye. Is the amount of money I have right now? Is the amount of money I have right now? Side eye. That's why I don't have more money. <laughs> That's why I don't have more money. Out of the nose. Because more money doesn't feel safe. Because more money doesn't feel safe. Out of mouth. Same with all these other things I might want. Same with all these other things I might want. Collarbone. If I want a healthier body. If I want a healthier body. Out of the arm. Chances are. Chances are. Top of it. A healthier body doesn't feel safe. A healthier body doesn't feel safe. Eyebrow point. Doesn't seem logical. Doesn't seem logical. Side eye. But my mind rarely works on logic. But my mind rarely works on logic. Side eye. It works on old programming. Works on old programming. Out of the nose. Which often comes from misunderstandings. Which often comes from misunderstandings. Out of the mouth. I might want a healthy relationship. I might want a healthy relationship. Collarbone. And if I don't have one. And if I don't have one. On the arm. It may be that I'm terrified of having one. It may be that I'm terrified of having one. Top of the head. Having a relationship might be great. Having a relationship might be great. Eyebrow point. But it could also lead to a lot of pain. But it could also lead to a lot of pain. Side eye. And while it might be painful to be lonely. And while it might be painful to be lonely. Out of the eye. Part of me might be saying. Part of me might be saying, "On the nose, a breakup would be worse." A breakup would be worse. Out of the mouth. So this feels safer. So this feels safer. Collarbone. So I do things to keep myself in my comfort zone. So I do things to keep myself in my comfort zone. Out of the arm. Not because I'm bad or stupid. Not because I'm bad or stupid. Top of it. But because that's how I learned to take care of myself. But that's. Be- but that is because that's how I learned to take care of myself. Eyebrow point. And it's even brilliant. And it's even brilliant. Side of the eye. When I beat myself up. 
when I beat myself up. I and call myself stupid. And call myself stupid. Out of the nose. Because while I'm busy calling myself stupid. Because while I'm busy calling myself stupid. Out of the mouth. I, f- I don't feel good enough. I don't feel good enough. Collarbone. To really analyze the situation. To really analyze the situation. Out of the arm and figure it out. And figure it out. Top of the head. So I stay stuck. So I stay stuck. Eyebrow point. I am so brilliant. I am so brilliant. Sadia, at keeping myself in my comfort zone. At keeping myself in my comfort zone. Out of the eye. And instead of beating up on myself. And instead of beating up on myself. Out of the nose. I choose to love, honor, and forgive myself. I choose to love, honor, and forgive myself. Out of the mouth. I love, honor, and forgive that part of me. I love, honor, and forgive that part of me. Collarbone that has gone to such great lengths. That has gone to such great lengths. Out of the arm to keep me safe. To keep me safe. Top of it to keep me in my comfort zone. To keep me in my comfort zone. Eyebrow point. And as I work through this. And as I work through this. Side of the eye. And I ease the path to pain. And I ease the path to pain. Out of the eye. And I allow myself to feel more peace. And I allow myself to feel more peace. Out of the nose. I allow myself to see more clearly. I allow myself to see more clearly. Out of the mouth. What I could really handle. What I could really handle. Collarbone. Maybe I could handle more money. Maybe I could handle more money. Maybe I could handle a relationship. Maybe I could handle a relationship. Top of the head. Maybe I have what it takes. Maybe I have what it takes. Eyebrow point. To enjoy a greater experience. To enjoy a greater experience. Sorry, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I still have some fears and doubts. I still have some fears and doubts. Out of the nose. And I choose to clear these fears and doubts. I choose to clear these fears and doubts. Out of the mouth. Clearing them at a cellular level. Clearing them at a cellular level. Collarbone. Clearing them all the way back through my past. Clearing them all the way back through my past. Out of the arm. All the way back through my childhood. All the way back through my childhood. Top of it. Maybe even back through past lives. Maybe even back through past lives. Eyebrow point. Back through all the times. Back through all the times. Side of the eye. That I ever got the message. That I ever got the message. Out of the eye. That this thing that I'd like to experience. That this thing that I'd like to experience. Out of the nose. Might be dangerous for me. Might be dangerous for me. Out of the mouth. Or even that I might not deserve it. Or even that I might not deserve it. Collarbone. Because my higher self knows better. Because my higher self knows better. Out of the arm. Nothing is too good for me. Nothing is too good for me. Top of the head. I'm worthy and deserving of the best life has to offer. I'm worthy and deserving of the best life has to offer. Eyebrow point. I just gotta stop resisting it. I just gotta stop resisting it. Side of the eye. So I'm clearing all my reasons for resisting it. So I'm clearing all my reasons for resisting it. Out of the eye. Letting those go. Letting those go. Out of those. It's okay to have what I want. It's okay to have what I want. Out of the mouth. It's safe to have what I want. It's safe to have what I want. Collarbone. Whatever risks there might really be. Whatever risks there might really be. Out of the arm. I'll find ways to deal with that. I'll find ways to deal with that. Top of the head. But I'm clearing the old fears. But I'm clearing the old fears. Eyebrow point. And the old pain. And the old pain. Sadia, that I've been carrying with me over these years. That I've been carrying with me over these years. Out of the eye. Not because I'm bad or stupid. Not because I'm bad or stupid. Out of the nose. But because I thought that would take care of me. Because that's what I thought would take care of me. Out of the mouth. And I'm finding better ways to take care of me. And I'm finding better ways to take care of me. Collarbone. I'm finding better ways to treat myself with love. I'm finding better ways to treat myself with love. Out of the arm. Because I deserve that. Because I deserve that. Top of the head. In body, mind, and spirit. In body, mind, and spirit. And take a deep breath. So go ahead and uh, close your eyes again. Take a deep breath. And think again about this experience you'd like to have. What What you'd like to have in your life or what you'd like to have more of in your life. And... If you had experienced some resistance in your body, 
go ahead and check in with that part of your body and rate it again on a scale of 0 to 10. Now, hopefully that number has come down. Mm-hmm. It may also be that you're more aware of, oh, here's why I'm afraid of it, because I remember in the third grade when this happened, and I decided back then I should never try to have this in my life. And, uh, and now, you know, hopefully, that, because we did a fairly long tap in there, you know, maybe that, just having brought that up in your energy system, it's cleared out, and now you look back at that memory from third grade and go, yeah, that's just something that happened, and it doesn't mean anything about me. Or maybe you want to go and tap specifically on that. Even though this event happened in the third grade, I choose to love and accept myself and uh, and bring that down. Wow. Uh, Brad, really, truly amazing. I can feel a difference in, in my body immediately. Um, <laughs> we, unfortunately, are running out of time. So... I just want to thank you so much for being part of the human experience, and um, it's really a pleasure talking to you. Well, likewise, Xavier, and thank you so much for having me on the show. It's uh, it's, it's probably slightly obvious that I love what I do, so I, uh, I'm grateful for opportunities like this to share this work and, uh, and to do what I do and introduce it to, to folks who may not have heard about it before, because... And I greatly appreciate everyone who's listening and willing to, to try this on because everything is energy. We're all connected. And the tapping that you do, the more you set yourself free, the, be- the more that benefits other people. So it's it's not just a gift you're giving yourself. It's a gift that you're giving a lot of other people, if not the entire world. So uh, I greatly appreciate that. And, and, and again, Xavier, I, I appreciate the opportunity to share this.